Welcome to Eyes in the Dark, <laughs> the Jeez. podcast where our motto is simple, <laughs> death by celluloid. I'm Chewy. Uh, and I am James. Mevin. <laughs> God damn it, Evan. <laughs> you <laughs> bastard. 30 second delay, Every you rat bastard. A dollar to whoever tells me what that's from. Scream. What, what is it from? dollar to Evan. Oh, from Scream. Oh, really? He's handing him a dollar right here. Dollar. <laughs> Wait, did you say Scream? Yeah, I said Scream. Oh, okay. There you go. We have to watch that at some point. So, just... Oh, I love Scream. We'll, we'll figure that out. Anyways, welcome to Eyes in the Dark. We're a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies and things that are scary and sometimes not scary and just kind of weird or whatever because we're weird dudes. Um, you can go ahead and always reach out to us if you want to go ahead and get involved. We have some business here to kind of bring up in the beginning of the show. You can check out our website, eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. We're part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, so you can visit us at stuffandthingsnetwork.com where you can also see any of our other great Stuff and Things Network shows. You can send us an email at eyesinthedarkpodcast at gmail.com and reach out to us on Twitter as a show collectively at EITD pod. You can also reach out to us individually on Twitter. For me, Chewy, it's going to be at Chupacabra, C H E W P A C A B R A. If you want to reach Evan, the coolest dude in the world. Oh, so it's cool. At Evan LeBron, E V A N T H E B R A U N. If you would like to reach James, find me at the third coolest dude in America at Jurassic Price. <laughs> That's on Twitter. <laughs> Speed, then, yeah. I, I know my know. rank's not as high as Evans, but you know. <laughs> it's not as high as Evans. I'll still claim third, third, third coolest third in coolest America. Third in America. That's a yeah. pretty, still pretty cool. It's a pretty yeah. high honor, dude. <clears throat> yep. I feel like the Hulkster's got to be in like top 10. Oh, yeah. He's number two, actually. I'm trying to overtake him. Oh. He's probably still cooler than me. Like I just say coolest in the world like for fluff. Like I'm probably it's not just really that cool. part of the title. Well, mine's fluff, yeah. so my fluff isn't as good as your fluff. Okay, well. <laughs> it's part of your title. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> 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 Sold. It's written into law. A show of compromise. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically you're just hanging out with us three dudes, the unholy trinity, as it were. And we're, we're going to talk about some horror movies, some that are good, some that are bad. Um, there's a lot of horror movie podcasts out there. So James, our resident doctor of horror and filmography and everything that is knowledgeable, Dr. Jurassic Price, James Price, tell us what is our mission statement? Why do we do what we do? I'm so honored. Thank you guys. Um, essentially what we're trying to do here is look at horror movies in a more critical light and see if, uh, they hold more water than what people give them credit for. Could they be a more, um, you know, uh, commonly nominated Academy Award winner uh, or nominee, I guess? Uh, could they be, uh, you know, a little deeper than what people give them credit for? That's what we're looking at. Awesome, dude. 
that's that was really well. I I don't have anything to add to that. That was perfectly done. I like the way you explained that. Remember that forever. Okay. Commit it to memory. It's locked in. Locked in. All right. Word for word. Next word next for week. Word. So Evan, probably not. We d- we watched the movie as we tend to do for this. Mm-hmm. What movie did we watch? We watched uh, My Little Pony. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ooh, I'm way off then. Yeah, I I did not watch that, so I don't I don't know what. what so what did we really watch? Uh, wow. Okay. Serious guy over here. <laughs> um, we watched Housebound. Yes. 2014. Um, sorry, I need to put my glasses on. Oh. Mr. Clean Spectacles. Studious Evan is no, in I'm the No, I'm just house. blind. Um, directed by uh, Gerard. 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 Yep. Yep. John Stone. Directed and written by. Yeah. He's, oh. a, he's a New Zealand man. Hence, hence. Anthony's... Sorry. <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. The, the, the obnoxious. Obnoxious, like half British, half yeah, yeah. Australian Kiwi accent. Um, yeah. So that's what we watched. And it was. Well, I was confused by the accents in this movie because I felt like half of them were like Kiwi Australian and then the other half were British. And then I was like, why is Britain involved? And I don't know. The accents kind of good Scott. Like, yeah. I felt like the, the, the psychiatrist guy was kind of British. Sounding. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like me he, he could have been. I I, yeah. I don't know the numbers and the facts, but I would imagine there's an amount of British people living in Australia and New Zealand. Probably, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, due to their probably the, felonious connections. Let's be honest, though. Who did not picture the psychiatrist in this movie as a British Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's a British, it's a British Edward Rooney from Ferris Bueller." <laughs> I thought he looked yeah. like Bilbo from the original Lord of the Rings. Oh, that too. Oh, okay, sure. All those things. And that's, and that's a New Zealand thing too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. That's a New okay. Zealand thing. Right, from right. you know, there's connections being made there. Bilbo is like 120 years older, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fact. True. A fact of cinema. And way <laughs> smaller. Cinema facts are the best. Bigger feet, though. Yes, bigger feet. Bigger feet. Uh, about 17 inches shorter. He's got some shoes yeah. to fill there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hairier feet, warmer feet in mm-hmm. the winter months, just mm-hmm. so you know. More agile, yeah. But for such a stocky frame, yeah. Because usually stocky, like, you know, you wouldn't yeah. be that agile. You'd be no. like, you could but be they're quick. quick. They're like mice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can be quick. Mice <laughs> like are mice. not stocky, though. <laughs> Hobbits are basically rodents. They're stocky rodents. <laughs> stocky rodents. Yeah. Why I mean, is look that at not like her Hobbits, band name? Like Hobbits. Like stocky rodents. Stocky rodents. That's good. That's just like a punk name, that dude. Yeah. Let's do it. What well, do you hop- play? James, what do you play? Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of drums. Cool. That's good, because I was going to give you drums. Bass. Nope. No? You're not going to play bass? That's dead wrong. Kazoo. You're going to play kazoo? Yeah. All right. Lead Very kazoo. Good. Yeah, I'll play bass and guitar at the same in time. One. Good yeah. man. In one, in double one. neck, double neck, two handed guitar bass. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Only tapping, mm-hmm. only tapping. Okay, mm-hmm. and then any strumming, I'll just rub the strings on whatever like edge I have available to me. There, just like, yeah, brum, nice. Brum, there you go. And then we'll all just scream into. I'll do kazoo and like those cool like finger tambourines. <laughs> the little no. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> like yeah. The belly dancers. That'd the clam awesome. hands. The little, yeah. The little <laughs> ding. Or lobster claws. Sorry. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. Guys, Slash yeah. just texted me. He said he's jealous of our band. 
I didn't know you were going with that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you know that means nothing to me because I do not respect his music. Oh, so. bummer. I love His music producing. or Guns N' Roses? Anything that he does. What about the soundtrack he did for the clown maze at how the Universal <laughs> Studios? That was amazing simply because of how terrified Adam was. I'm still, I'm still like... 80% convinced that Slash is in ACDC. So just let me ride with that. <laughs> he seems like he would fit in. Oh, God. Who? <laughs> you know, Malcolm Young, you know, because they're going on tour again, ACDC. But Malcolm Young is not touring with them. Instead, it's going to be like his, like, nephew. Is he or who's, like, dying? Or something like that. But Brian Johnson no, is, right? He's Yeah, Brian Johnson. Okay. It's original lineup minus uh, Malcolm Young. Brian Johnson's um, going to take a leave of absence from our former work. And and go on tour. <laughs> is Malcolm Young? Does he play other guitar R- or bass guitar? He plays the big old Gretsch. Yeah, he's the little witch with the big old Gretsch. Is he the one who was like he's like dying, right? No. Somebody was telling me that they saw he was, him. He and, was like recording and like doing everything. He's just not no, traveling. I mean, so I mean, like like he can't play live anymore because he's like not in good shape. Somebody was telling me that they saw him and and mm. they. Uh, between like every like song, he would have to go yeah. and like breathe off of like an oxygen tank. I don't know, dude. Maybe like he's getting they're they're all getting up there in years. I mean, like I don't know if he just can't play live or if he doesn't want to like travel for like fucking months at a time. You know what I mean? And like be they're away playing from Coachella. Home. Yeah, headlining. I feel like he's got to be there for like that. Why Coachella? Like, sucks. Wait, no, Guns, and, Guns and Roses? Is... No, <laughs> ACDC. AC/DC. Oh, yep. Sorry, we switched. ACDC is headlining Coachella. Yeah, that's that's how bastardized Coachella. That, is. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's Saturday. All right, fine. ACDC and Drake. Yeah. What? Dude, <laughs> together I hope again? They play a song together. <laughs> I hope they play a song together. It's just like do they do backing like track for? Oh Drake. man, the 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 old Sandlot crew has gotten back together. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Drake doing vocals for like. I don't know what what would he do vocals for. I don't. I don't shook me all night long. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. There you go. And you, you shook go. me. Shook me all night long. Shook me, shook me all night long, all night long. Nice. I did, yep. I did a little thing where I was holding my ear. Yeah. You do that, and mm-hmm. then he'll like go on and say mm-hmm. something about how he got hurt by a girl after she shook him all night long. But yeah. He still got shook all night long. She shook his dick. You know what? And he, sh- and he, <laughs> good, good, he was depressed about change of subject there. <laughs> you know what gets shaken all night long? People when they're scared of possible ghosts in their New Zealand Great. homes. Hey. Great segue. <laughs> We're talking about We're a horror bringing movie. it back around. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the horror movies here just because uh, I feel like at some point we're going to have to do I'm that. I'm going to do a little, little rocket. Huh? Something. I don't know what that means. A little rocket? I'm going to go Team around. Rocket? Jesse. Yeah. I'm going to go with James first. Okay. James. Overall, what'd you think? Meowth, that's right. Um, <laughs> this movie bothered me. Ah, all right. Why did it bother you? No, no, hold on. Oh, okay, okay. What's Just your opinion? I dug it. I dug it. I thought it was pretty rad. What I thought it was, about you? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. You loved it? I loved it in its entire like at entirety the end, at the end. Like at the okay. end, I was like, this let movie ask, was cool. Let me ask you guys this: first fifteen to twenty-five minutes, were yeah. you frustrated? Um, angry, frustrated, what no. do you mean? upset? I, I was not okay. That's good I was news. annoyed by the girl because she sucks. I was annoyed by the entire movie for 20 minutes and I felt like it, it set a bad 
taste in my mouth. And then I was like, oh, you but know what? I'm you, coming what, around. I'm coming around. Then at the end, I was like, nah. I'm what was not. upsetting you though? This movie's terrible. No, no, like in just the beginning part. Like, mm. what was it that? Well, I mean, like, what are the elements that made that terrible? Okay, for you? I can spend the next hour talking about the first five minutes. Okay. Okay. Like robbing the ATM. Okay. First of all, the ATM is that what we're talking about? Uh, Kylie. It's Kylie, right? Kylie yeah. and uh, unknown man. Yes. Robbing an ATM. Yes. They bring an axe. Yes. No. Un- it was a sledgehammer. Okay. Okay. Oh, a, an instrument to get into an ATM. Sure. Unknown man brings a sledgehammer, swings a sledgehammer repeatedly at ATM, knocks himself out on the recoil, right? Yes. It like bounces. Do back I get that right? Yeah. Head. Okay. Knocked first, out. First comedic scene. Sure. Yeah. Uh, probably about 60 seconds later, yeah. Kylie gets foiled. Well, she, you know, successfully robs ATM, mm. gets the money and the guy back to the car, even mm. though you don't see her carrying the money when she's carrying the guy, but that's fine. Uh, backs to the car, gets in the car, tries to drive off, gets stuck on a speed bump. No, yeah. I think it's like a, like a divider. It's like a, <clears throat> it's not a speed bump. It's I a think it's- sleeping policeman. Which is a really fancy name for a speed bump. I think uh, it's like a div- like a like a div- center divider thing, like because you see, I thought that it was higher. You know, you can't get stuck on a speed bump. Why it- would she go over it if she knew it was a center divider? She, I felt like she was trying to go over a speed bump and got stuck because her car was like lowered. See, I thought what had happened was that it was a speed bump what had happened in, was <laughs> shut up i thought like what had happened though was yeah. like it had like not in the past been like no um when they're pulling up to the atm you see them scrape on it yeah going up it's a speed bump yeah it's a sp- i think it, I what, think it what was you that. took or, to or be the, a speed the, bump sure um so i think just what had happened <laughs> fuck i can't stop saying that. it's okay i think what happened was that um, she was going over it slower than they initially did, and that's why it kind of like fucking got stuck. So on she it. was trying to get away from the scene of a crime slower than she had arrived, and mm. got stuck on a sleeping policeman. Well, the she, first time a sleeping policeman is, has ever done his the job. The dude was driving on the way, and he was just like, "All right, let's fucking do it." So the the girl not, look, could not drive. I'm not saying. I'm well, not saying that she was right to do it. I'm just saying. From what I could see, the logic behind it was she went over that same bump slower than they went over it and earlier got stuck. and got stuck. Why? I, I don't know. I, I, still think, the, I, I still think it was like a divider a thing. Divider? Front yeah. wheels or the back wheels couldn't touch the ground so she can go because it was like front wheel drive, but then the rear wheels were touching the ground. This is my point. What, six seconds? In, no, not six seconds. Six minutes into the movie, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And she didn't get out and try to run or anything. Like, no, she she just cried. Sat there and was pouting. She she dragged a man who knocked himself out. Not with gonna a lie, I would I would have let that guy stay there. Yeah, I would have left. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Me too. She she dragged the guy in the ATM cash to the car, dedicated. Yeah, gets in the car, hears the sirens, kind of, tries to get off. You want to marry. Gets stuck on a speed bump, stops, cries. I was like, uh, okay. I guess. All See, right. That scene to me was just that, a speed bump. It was just like a little, okay, so she gets caught. Okay, it was an entire setup to get her on house arrest. That just yeah. gets us to where we need to get to. Bothersome to could, me. Could have been anything, I think. 
you know, but whatever. Could, it, could it, you it bother to write a scene? I don't know. I, mean, <sighs> I was upset. Like, logically, I think, like, even without her getting stuck, it wouldn't have made a difference because of the amount of time that's spent trying to get into the ATM. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel like that And the dynamite and, yeah, sure. Triggered all that shit. But you figured that out pretty quickly. Why didn't anybody else? Yeah. I don't know. So I was already in a bad mood to okay, begin with. So you were in That's a bad the point. mood. That's the what point. put me in a bad mood was how ugly her face is. <laughs> yeah. She, okay. I hate. She sucks. What about her face? Did, did just I, I got? I think say she this. had like a just a bitch face the whole time, and like and she has RBF. Yeah, and just what's RBF? Resting bitch face. <laughs> and she and the guys have resting. I gotta bitch say this. Face. I gotta say this now because she's probably not a listener. But did she not remind you of Kelly Ferrara? She did. That's who she reminded me of. She reminded me of. Uh, don't Nick look Shirt. it. Don't look it up if you know, who the, or if you want to find out who this is. It's uh, a person we used to know. I think a mix <laughs> between her and then remember that other girl that used to work with us, Sarah. Yep. Yep. Oh, Kelly yeah. and oh, Sarah. Yes. Had a baby. Like the size comes from Sarah, <laughs> and like the bitch face comes from Kelly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We've done it. We've made this We've child. We've figured it out. I was going for some like weird like New and Zealand she, version of Kat Von D. And you know, where sucked. she looks kind of sticky yeah. always. She sucked, too. Well, yeah, the whole she's movie. a fucking meth addict, though. Um, did they say that? Yeah. She was like on meth and shit. That's why they, they were say like robbing. Methamphetamines, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why she was like robbing the fucking thing. And the best plan and they could sh- come up with was to dynamite and sledgehammer an ATM. Wait, wait. My mom's so, that dumb. So uh, are we to believe that she is a... Methamphetamine addict quits cold turkey. Then the cops find some sort of black substance in her house. No, that was the that was the weed. That was old weed. Oh, it's just weed. Remember when she finds it later in that little box in the in the um, grate? No, I might have missed that. Remember when she pulls the little jewelry box out and she finds the watch she and everything? Finds little, I remember like, the fans. watch and the retainer. The I weed was in weed. the yeah, the little box that. she like, pulls oh, okay. out and looks at it for a second. It was like okay. old, dried. Yeah, yeah good. It was like so, old, so they weed. they bust her on weed later, not not methamphetamines. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, like they're just like, oh, but they're saying that it would mess cool. mess with her medication because she's sure. on medication. Yeah. Oh, she was. So oh, I miss that. You know what I did like about the opening though was after that when we're going to uh, her parents' house or her mom's house, the overhead tracking shot like we get in The Shining. I thought that was kind of cool. And I think, you know, something like that in a movie like this, where you're essentially stuck in one location and it's about, like, what you see and perceive and don't... I feel like that's done on purpose, you know? Like, in homage. Yeah, yeah, it's a great establishing shot. Yeah, sure. But I, I was wondering why her mom bothered to accept her. Yeah, that was kind of weird to me. But but also because also of how like, dickish she was to her mom. Yeah, I was up. like I was like wondering, but also I understood because apparently her mom and her mom's new husband did nothing, or he worked a night shift or something somewhere. Yeah, she worked he, too. Did she? Yeah, yeah she'd she always had, leave during the day. She'd have some sort of. They work. never said what. Because remember, she came home and was like. Like uh, Kylie or whatever had already eaten like all the meatloaf. She's like, I guess I got to go out and buy like something else for dinner. Oh yeah, right. yeah. So she I, was. Being, I thought she was like at the store because she comes home with like dog food or something. She she does. It's like even she, though like, they don't have a dog. It's like she had swung by. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Really? She comes home with dog food. They don't have a dog. Do they not have a dog? 
Unless that wasn't dog food and it was just some weird New Zealand like yeah some weird like New that's Zealand how food. they that's how I they thought it said that's how the cereal is <laughs> I, th- I saw chow so I mean I guess people could eat chow in New Zealand yeah. but I figured it was <laughs> or dog it's like food Futurama bachelor chow somebody write to us did they have a dog if you're in New Zealand <laughs> write to us at sixteen oh six maybe it was for, yeah. maybe it was for Eugene oh yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! What if she was harboring him the whole time? She uh, fucking knew about. Okay, Eugene, aka Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter, aka, <laughs> <laughs> aka what? <laughs> was it not Wormtail from Harry Potter? Like Eugene Wormtail, same dude. Yeah, he's fat, <clears throat> and they have the big fluffy hair. And what about um, rodent-like qualities? I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh... Fucking the dad? No. Oh, the security guard guy? No. Uh, what was this one? What was the security guard? Amos. Amos, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Amos. I actually found him to be the most interesting character. I mean, he was obviously there to be like a lot of comedic relief. You know what I mean? But like he was like, he had such conviction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, I believe in ghosts. I yeah. want to believe people are doing wrong things and I want to solve it. Even yeah. though he was like local security, I guess. Yeah. But I was like, all right, Amos, like you, you have a position he has in the a movie. Thing. Yeah. yeah. He's taking a stance on something. Yeah. And he also kind of pushes the story forward by getting her to think, well, shit. What he's right? You're right. You're right. He's, you know? he's kind of um, subconsciously uh, moving her along. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I remember who, uh, who he looked like. So the first time we see him, Eugene, yeah. Eugene, uh, all I could think of was was Marv in Home Alone Two <laughs> <laughs> when he's getting electrocuted Harry. and his hair is all out. Yeah. Harry! Oh my god, dude, that's so perfect! It's so perfect, dude. Marv makes a baby with Peter Pettigrew. They have Eugene. There you go, dude. Um, what I thought they did really well, like that. Was just that scene, the ATM scene, the thing that frustrated you? Or was it like how far into the movie? Like, would you say your frustration? No, it was like the first six minutes that I was like upset. It was just that first part. I I thought they did a really good job once she got into the house. Like, she was being a fucking dick. Like, obviously. She sucked. sucked. Um, But, like, what do you expect? She's like a criminal. But, like, her mom sucked too. Like, in everybody way. in that everybody in this movie sucks. In a different way. Well, like, her mom sucked because she's just like a pushover and like a pushover. And she, but, her face sucked too. Yeah. She, <laughs> why? Why would her mom not tell her upon moving back in and house arrest that the house was actually a halfway house? I was confused. Like she's grown up. Like yeah. she's moving back in. You should probably tell her that shit. Well, I think not. Maybe like, oh, it's she, a B and B. She didn't see that it was probably relevant or conducive to helping any situation. Like, there's nothing, I think, that Kaylee or Kylie or whatever her name is would have gained as a benefit from that. I don't I, yeah, mm, I don't know. I would have believed, if I were living there, I would have had more inclination to believe the house was haunted if I'd known the history. But you know like, what I mean? I, I don't think the whole point from the beginning was like, hey, it's haunted. She It just kind of comes up. You know what I mean? Via the phone call? Yeah, via like when she overhears the phone call. Yeah, yeah, like I had to really think about it and go, is that her mom talking? Yeah. I don't know. I just like, yeah, they never that like, was, established that it is her mom. Right. It was a bit strange because her mom was still on the phone and wouldn't let 
Kylie use a phone, but then you heard her mom later. What seemed like later. Yeah, way later. Yeah, at night. Someone's still on the phone. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, that's, that's got to be the same actress. The voice sounds the same. That's the only way I put it together. Yeah. I agree with you. The, <clears throat> I thought this movie did, like, all the stuff in the house, like the, the creepy ghost stuff, whatever, was done really cool. Like the whole, like all yeah. the basement, like the part where she wakes up in the night and her phone starts going off. Yeah, that creeped me out. Really? And then she hello, like, moto. Yeah. Well, <laughs> number one, because I used to have a T-Mobile yeah. Who doesn't phone. remember that from two thousand and four? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I was uh, like, when she goes down in the basement to look for, how did she like, lose her phone? I don't no, know. she well, didn't. She. she did, that's why she was, was taken away and and okay okay that, that, yeah that's, yeah. What that's why she was freaking out because she's like, why is my phone? That makes sense. Okay. Yep. And then so that part. <clears throat> excuse me was frustrating just because it was like they didn't really resolve it she never found her phone never nope never got it well no she finds it because no she doesn't later she it, it goes off and like but she doesn't find nope. it oh, it just goes off it. Yeah. it just goes off again yeah. in another place but yeah. I see what you're saying like the hand that grabs her ankle was creepy yeah and then the whole bear thing creeped me out. Uh, but then they explained that, the bear thing later, and yeah. then it didn't make sense. But the bear thing... Why did they so even bother explaining it? This is what... So the bear thing creeped my shit out. Yeah. I hate, Originally. I hate dolls. Yeah. And so when she woke up and she it's, saw... It's on the nightstand. And yeah, and she sees it and it's just looking. And then it starts to... Yeah. Like talking. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. That and creeped then, me out. So she lights it on fire. And then... So if we're to believe that it like Eugene was doing all this stuff, yeah. how did it end back up in the shower with yes, her? Yes, that's my point. He that was almost more supernatural. So, he's so mechanically inclined. He got a he programmed a bear to live through fire, get out of the fireplace, go into the shower. See, no, I think what? that I think what I think ultimately they're saying is that he put it back in. The, he like got it and put it in the shower it because he can well, get anything to it. run well if she burned it and it stopped working let's say well he must have because it started talking to her in the shower and opened the shower door well here's the thing though because he lives in the fucking walls it could have been like some tile thing like a little side panel or whatever while she's washing her hair not looking behind her he just kind of slips it in there like he why far-fetched i know i know because, because the, he was they trying to add up. No, he's. He, remember what they said. Why. Remember they well, said he was true. trying to warn her, and in the bear was the tape, or he was trying. And, he, and the tape was of her as a kid talking to the bear about Eugene and the walls. Because she remember. Yeah. So he's trying to warn her, her about himself. No, no. I think, I think that was to get her to realize when she was a kid that she knew about him. Yeah. But he was ultimately trying to warn her about. The psychiatrist guy. Well, I get that he was like at the his end game was let me warn you about what I know. Yeah. But the bear to me did none of that. It just warned her about I think him being a killer. I think what it tried what he was trying to do is in his mind was I know, but the bear sets it up like that. Remember how you were talking to this? Like I'm still here. This is a real thing. Like talk to me again, sort of thing. And like, then it leads her to the neighbor know. who then just disappears from the storyline altogether. And that, then I had another problem with that. Like the neighbor was a valuable asset either way. He was either the killer, then he wasn't the killer, and he had valuable information. Yeah. And then how, did she, how did she know that he had dentures? 
that she had dentures. No, how did she know that the neighbor guy had dentures? When because that's the whole point. She, they w- she sees him taken out when he's like out there and he's doing something, and he oh. like takes him out and like spits. Which didn't make sense either. Yeah, he makes it. There's like this big zoom on it, and then he spits, and then I I had to rewind it like three times to get that. Yeah. I did a lot of rewinding in this, actually. And then he, was it the neighbor guy, the one who told Amos about Eugene? Yes. In, yeah. in, in like, there's like a 25-second a exposition that's critical to the story. Where you, learn, how he, where you learn about Eugene. How he yeah. likes yeah. to live in small places. and Yeah. And doesn't go outside. And apparently he left... The neighbor's house when a year before the girl got murdered. Yeah, when and, the guy like reprimanded him for tearing out the limbs of a rabbit, he disappears. But obviously, he just goes next door and lives. Yeah, like Amos is like, well, you know, like a year's a long time. What, what, what if he just left? And he's like, nah, he, he doesn't like open spaces. Yeah, but what confused me is that some lady showed up where the neighbor says he had. Uh, work circumstances with, which makes it seem like she shows up just to have sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. And then has a kid. Yeah. So are we to believe the neighbor's kid is Eugene? Yeah. Okay. So Eugene is the son of the neighbor. Yeah, the son of the neighbor, and his and then mom she, is a hooker. And her mo- and his or, mom dies suddenly, and the kid is left with well, the father, I think which the is idea the neighbor. Is that she like overdosed. Okay. Like, because it was something along that Yeah, line. I got that she had, like, some weird disease or sure, overdose. A disease or, or, right. or a drug problem or something like that. But this is where, like, that's where, like, I kind of got Really lost? I thought... Oh, okay. No, I thought that this... I was, like, I was really stoked that it was going to be, like, a ghost story. Yeah. And to find out that it wasn't really a ghost story. Yeah. Well, and it was just, like, a, bring, creep, a creepo living in the walls. Brings yeah. up a good point. It's a uh, heist then a rehabilitation, then a ghost story, and then a serial killer story, and then back to a ghost story, and then another serial killer story. Yeah. So it's like, it's a man of many faces. But I don't think Eugene ever killed anybody. No. No, but no. The, the, there's a good 20-minute portion of the movie where you believe he yeah. has. Yeah. You, you yeah. think that's what it yeah. is, especially like when she goes into the wall and finds him. And she sees him there, and he kind of just chases after her. Do that scene after after like she sees him like sitting in the chair, and then she yeah. looks back, and he's gone. He's gone. And then she Creepy looks up, and he's shit. just all yeah. staring at her. Oh in my the god, wall. Oh, that got you. Yeah, <laughs> because it was all black, and all you see is his freaking yeah. white hair, yeah. his Dude, Marv hair, Albert Einstein. Fucking why? And why? Real quick, why is his yeah. skin so pale and his lips and eyes black? I don't know, because he like eats charcoal or something. Probably he's <laughs> well, a fucking I weird. Skin, this isn't a vase. His he's skin's weird. pale because he doesn't get any sun. I get that. Sure. Okay. His lips are black because it's creepier for the storyline. Okay, that's but that's true. what makes it even more like Marv from Home Alone Two getting electrocuted. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he just eats like Chex Mix that he steals out of the back of the cupboard. Um, dude. Okay. I which talk- which the back of the cupboard changes between the time that she crawls he, out of it. I think he put a like a he little like puts door a up, false like wall or door up and shit like that. But they tear it down and it's like it's like just regular innards of a wall. But before that was like asbestos, but a tunnel. No, I thought I thought when they like look because there's that hole and they like yeah. tear it open. Then it's it just a like brown it was wall. Just like a wall behind it. It's just a brown wall. Yeah, it just looked like regular like walling to me where yeah. it's like three inches of a gap and that yeah. was that. Right, because he, he put something up. Like a panel or Remember something. Remember how like... Like, like, but then they, 
never go through that. All right, fine. Sure. He's Remember, got the, he's got interior panels that disguise the interior tunnels. No, I think he just has doors. So remember early, like later when they're But it's not a door. Through? It's like interior that they're looking at. No, they're not. It's just a wall. No, she rips open the wall right. and then and it's, it's just a wall. this the another interior wall. of another open wall. The back of the cupboard. And then yeah. what you see is just like a, a brown wall. wooden wall. Yeah, it's just yes, a brown piece which, of wood. Which we believe is the back of the wall that's adjacent to it, right? I not just, a, not I adjacent, just, but I just a, took across it like there from was a, like the way that like I you t- tear away the plaster or the drywall, yeah. and there's just a wall there. But there's a hole through it, through the plaster, yeah, not through, through the, the hole, white part, not through the wall. So he put up a fake wall. Yes. Remember later that he had on. gotten from what? Remember later? Well, exactly. Just, it's a piece of. Remember la- later when they're that. crawling through in the bathroom or when they're upstairs? Yeah. And they shut the door that's inside on the killer guy, and it's like a freaking wooden wall, a wooden door with like yeah, where like did metal, that metal plating on it and stuff? Yeah, that the all of a sudden the killer can't get through. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's like something like that. What, I don't know how what he fashioned maze that exists. <laughs> That's the in other thing house. that kind of bothered me. It was like that whole part where she was like getting chased by him through the walls and upstairs and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, how did they know that didn't exist? That's a that seems like a huge it's part huge. of the house. Yeah. Like you they, can't just... they they almost position it as this house is actually a halfway house, which used to be like a sixteen room bed and breakfast. Yeah. But there's like four rooms. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know, get dude. that. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I didn't get that. I want to talk about fucking. The bear again, because that was fucking terrifying. The bear was the creepiest place here, or part to me. The thing, like, I had like back at like my parents' house. Teddy Ruxpin? No. Well, I think I did when I was a kid. Oh, you but must be rich. When Teddy I, Ruxpin when was, I was like, uh, I had one. When I was um, well, living back at my parents' house and shit, I had a a couple of like just like action figures or whatever that like would make sound or whatever. You child. And in like fucking the middle of the night, they would just like. Go off and start talking. No. Yeah. I mean, like they would oh, say, like what they're programmed to say. They wouldn't yeah. be like, "I need blood." They yeah. would just be like, <laughs> like one of them. Oh, the best though was I'd be like sleeping, and one of them was a um, Jay, you know, Jay and Silent Bob. So it was yeah. like a Jay, like action figure, and like in the middle of the night, I just hear Nookanooch, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Huh? Oh, okay." It just went off. Snooch to the nooch, and I'm like, snoochy oh poochies. It was weird, and like I had like a GI Joe thing that made like blaster sounds, and then like it would start going off in the middle of the night. Dude, how did you sleep? Because here's the thing: it would go off, and I'm like, okay, whatever, faulty batteries or some shit or some vibration, like because it was one of those things where like when you turned like the the like the wheel on this like fucking like toy or whatever, it like made the noise, and then when it goes back, so I thought like. Some fucking vibration caused it to move okay. just enough to do that, right? Kind of like flipping it on. Let's yeah, say. like small soldiers. Why didn't you so just take like, the all the batteries out of all of those toys? And I was. And How did I, you sleep as a kid? So then I would like be like, I'm gonna have to get up and like turn that off or whatever, like move it so it like stops. And then like before I would even move to get out of bed, it would just stop. And I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna not. Yeah. Go over there. F Eventually, I ended up like moving them like somewhere else and stuff like that. But yeah, dude, it, it, it like freaked me out though. And like, I, I would get creeped out by like people yelling in the front yard. 
Yeah. But that's, I mean, who wouldn't be creeped out about that? Yeah. Like, you had legitimate toys that were coming to life. That's small soldiers. Well, no, I mean, soldiers. they were just playing. They that's didn't, a, like, the move or do anything. Well, they were talking to you. I guess, yeah. yeah or to each sucks. other. Oh, they're communicating to that each other. That sucks, Fuck. man. Um, but yeah, dude, so you're not a doll guy then? No, I hate dolls. Yeah. Everything about them. Especially like, like okay, remember, what do you classify earlier, as a doll? I'm fine with dolls because I feel like I could hit them in the face. Like, okay, like, no, I agree. There, I agree. But the, action figures. In right? real life. No, actually, that's not, that's nothing. Okay. I'm talking about like creepy Por- ass dolls. Like porcelain face. Yeah. Like classic dolls. But even like, so remember in the beginning of the movie when she goes downstairs for the first time in the basement oh, and she sees that, that weird doll with like yeah. legs are like, like all bent. Yeah. It's all like, yeah, yeah man. But me and, now, me and my wife were watching it. I was, I saw it and I was all, "F that thing, that thing <laughs> sucks." And it had like two teeth. Is all, yeah. but oh, uh, I agree. If I was, if I was face to face with a doll in real life that was alive, I agree. I would just kick it in the face. Yeah, um, but, pu- think, but it's still yeah. scary as shit. I think yes. The reason why it fucking even it, like Chucky, like Chucky's so, pretty oh, aggressive. God. But and and uh, clever, yeah. You know? But you can still kick that thing yep. or hit it with something. Yep. Even though he's wielding a knife, eh. yeah. I felt like I, like if you've seen Puppet Masters the entire series, they do a really good job of it's a puppet, so people kick them a lot. And I was like, oh, thank yeah. you. Like that's reasonable. Well, I feel like yeah. the the terror behind something like that is not the fact that oh, it's a doll and it's gonna kill you because it's like yeah, you could kick it, you could tie it up in a box. You know, and you could just, put it in a fireplace. You could do all that shit or whatever, right? But then it's like, okay, well, something is making this inanimate object come to life and move, and you probably can't kill that by kicking it. You know, I think that might be the terrifying thing, anyways. But this movie is not about dolls; it's about a house. But I thought they did a really good job early on of just building up like the fucking isolation. I mean, you have her family that's just so out of touch that, like, she doesn't even have, like, a regular computer. Uh, her fucking cell phone, like, it only works to, like, call the probation officer, right? Is, did I get that right? Like, she tries to use it to call someone at some point and flips it open and it immediately, like, connects to the probation officer or something like that. It says, like, yeah, you have to pay for these minutes or something. Or, or something. There's, yeah. like, some reason it's why like a she can yeah. call anyone. She doesn't have, you know, connection to the rest of the world with, like, internet. Her only thing is that landline, you know, and her mom's always using it to talk to, like, radio psychics and Cindy and stuff like that. But um, I thought they did a really good job with the audio in this movie. And one of the things they did was actually in that scene with the radio where, you know, you just kind of hear it in the background. And then she turns it up and it turns up in it. I just... It's something so simple, I know, but it, it's something I think a lot of times kind of doesn't uh, get the attention it deserves. The best audio scene that I remember was when she was on the toilet peeing. <laughs> yeah. That pissed and, me off. Oh, literally. <laughs> that pee, yeah. though, was very aggressive. And it, it was, was, it was just, went on forever. I asked, I turned to my wife and I was like, do you guys really pee like that? Like, like it's like a super soaker? And she's like, no, it sounds really fake. <laughs> it's, it's just the scene from Austin Powers. It's the same scene. Yeah. <laughs> but she kept hearing stuff. But you, the, but the reason I'm saying the sound is because she'd be peeing and you kind of hear something like a giggle or like something like talking. Yeah. And then she would stop peeing she'd like and stop. nothing would be she, there. She'd like tense yeah. up. Come on. Shit. Who stops peeing? Well, I feel like it, you probably, she probably tensed up. Giggles, it wasn't man. like, I'm going to stop so I could listen. It was just like, 
the fuck is that? No, I think she was. The look on her face was like she was like listening, and then she was like pissed off. Rejuvenation, complete, complete, <laughs> rejuvenation, complete. Like it was the Austin Power scene. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what did you think about the final twist? The the dude, uh, what's his face? The like molesty or angry uh, counselor. I was, he, he was a, he was a molester. I was all for that. I I felt like it was a like a girl with the dragon tattoo type twist, mm-hmm. but the twist went on too long. Yeah, because the chase scene was forty minutes. He was way fucking like more. He was, he was too determined calm. and aggressive. And strong than a man of his stature and size and demeanor and it, should be. He freaked out for no reason. Like he freaked out after he had proved that she's a, a psycho. Yeah. And then he's like, "No, I'm gonna like sweat it, and I'm gonna be uh, act suspiciously." Yeah. I know she's on no, me. I think, I think what like, happened what? was I think he was in the clear, and then when she never came back, that's when he was getting like nervous. But she, he had just proven that she is psychotic. Yeah. Why is he nervous? So I don't think he was nervous. What do you mean? Like when he was all sweaty? Yeah, like he was sweaty because he had to go to the bathroom. Well, no, because remember, he I don't kills sweat the, when I have to go to the bathroom. He kills that cop in the bathroom. Yeah, he somehow goes to the bathroom. Well, this doesn't make sense either. He goes to the bathroom. The cop also goes to the bathroom. The same think, bathroom. And then the he cop, kills I think, the cop. Goes to like try to like find him, check on him, maybe or some shit. Or I feel like there's kind of an implied like. Oh, I need to go to the restroom, you know, and then like the cop is like, oh, like, yeah, like, a, you know, kind of like that implied, like, yeah. oh, let me have a word with you sort I, of thing. I got that too. It's just a, like a big implication. Like, okay. Well, yeah. He got nervous, went to the bathroom, killed a person for it. Yeah. It's like, why? Well, it's He just proved that she is psychotic. But the thing is, if he knows, obviously, that he has a history there. And, you know, he thinks that or he knows that those records are still there in the house. You know, I, I would say if there was no proof, no records of like him being employed there. And because and remember, she tries to out him on it. She's like, oh, didn't you used to work here and stuff like that? And he's like, what are you talking about? But, no. he, but, but he like she disappears. And then he's like, mm, she must have found records between then and now. And it's coming back to expose me. Mm-hmm. So I need to go to the bathroom and kill this cop and then yeah. kill these women. I felt like it was, it was like a huge assumption. I think it's too big of an assumption to kill a cop for, definitely. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it definitely is. I think him being like, okay, shit, she's trying to piece it together and find the evidence. I feel like that. If you're you know, wise, that, that assumption yeah. isn't yeah. out of the realm simply because he's like, okay, she's been trying to pin this on me. She's been trying to prove that I'm involved. And there's some records in here. So she's just kind of gone. All of a sudden, she went from being like, yeah, to being like, no, I think it's a great idea. I'm just going to go over there now for a while. But his actions are like, oh, yeah, it's it, it goes to fucking 11. Like, yeah. For yeah. nothing. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I uh, he chases him and then he comes back from the dead. But let's talk about that fucking sweet death scene, though. Hold on. Before that. Okay. Can we talk about the cheese grater to the face? The cheese grater oh, to the face. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. She's just <laughs> wearing it like a gauntlet. She's like, ah. Yeah. I didn't know why, but I didn't care. I was like, yes, do that. The, 
that's where the movie goes from being like, okay, we've given you stuff like mystery and suspense and this and that. And okay. comedy throughout, and, and really. And some comedy throughout, yeah. you know? I feel like then they're like, okay, let's fucking have at it now. Like, like just, okay, people, we need to show some blood. We need it to be kind of funny. We need it to be kind of gruesome a little bit. Go for it. Just fucking be weird. Have fun with yep. it. You know, and he's got the like the hamper over his head, but yeah. he's still like trying to stab them like Yo, through it. He's like wearing the yeah, yep, yeah. I I like the I mean I, I <clears throat> before the end too. Like I like the uh, the whole scene upstairs in Eugene's little mm. playroom. Yeah, because you get to like kind of get who he is and like yeah. Were he showing her the drawings that he yeah. made of her while she was in the bathtub? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're just buying on her. <laughs> and it's like supposed to be sweet, but I was yeah. like, this is just very weird. Well, I, I feel like he talked really well for being yeah. not seeing anybody in 30 years. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, he, I feel like he should just be like, or like mumbly. Yeah. Because earlier, all he was doing was screaming and like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he goes from very psychotic to yeah. like, hmm, pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a reasonable dude. I'm a. Smart people. I, I know that I'm weird, but I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> yeah. I want to go pee in this jar. Um, but I think that's the whole like, yeah, and it's a weird, weird and, it, and it's a yeah. weird way to do comedy. But I think that's where the comedy like pays off. Where at first you're like, he's watching her like in the shower. He's like watching her do all this like stupid shit, and then you see like the turn where he's like, oh, this is like when you were sad about like this is when you punched your mom. This is like when you were sad about it. And then this is when you left and we waited for you to come back. That's that moment where it turns into being like, oh, okay, it's like sweet. Yeah, um, it's, it's supposed to be like character development, but instead I was like, this is funny. <laughs> it's like drawing it's like, like drawings of her bending over, and I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> well, it's also when she wouldn't see him. Yeah. You know, but whatever. And then I like how the next scene is just Eugene dying. Yeah. Or he, it, just you like you're, you're like like oh okay he's yeah. gonna help him he's gonna help them he and then, gets sta- he gets stabbed through the wall yeah with like stabbed a fire through poker the wall with a fire oh was it a fire poker, poker. okay and the, yeah and then he comes back and he's like no nah, I'm fine dead. yeah no he's all right I feel like there's like four people in this movie that should have died like I thought like, Amos was dead I thought yeah and then the stepdad. Yeah, like I who mean, takes who takes like garden like, shears. shears to the chest? <laughs> no, to the stomach. She got him in the stomach. Still, yeah, probably worse. It, and then he's just in the hospital for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so bad to the point where she pulls it out and blood squirting yeah, in her sprays face, sprays in her face. Yeah. And then also, yeah, like uh, Amos. Gets, well, Amos, you don't really see all he all you show all they show is it, him getting hit in the back. Yeah, where but you. It kind of looked like, because it was with the fire poker, I thought he had gotten like stabbed or something, uh, or like whacked in yeah. the head. I love that part yeah. where he's like, he's like coming up to him with a knife, and he's like, yeah, I need something just, to pry this open, and he turns around just and just grabs, grabs the knife out like, of his hand. No, it's yeah. too thin. <laughs> yeah. back. The comedy in this movie was very British. It was very like that like TV show coupling. Yeah. Like it was like a, a comedy that was focused towards the Britishness. Yeah. Of the movie, which I thought was weird because it's from New Zealand, but it was yeah. like very British humor, and I was like, I would only laugh if I knew British humor, and you know, so I only got parts of it. Yeah. Um, that fucking death scene, though. Holy shit, dude! It was like Marv getting revenge on Kevin McAllister. It was just like the oh, he's like oh, you like fucking tricks, kid? 
He's like he does his like home alone like little thing where she he like she stabs where, him. Where the doc her, the doctor gets stabbed with he gets um, stabbed through, a tuning fork. Yeah, he gets stabbed with a tuning fork up here. And what's cool about this is he didn't die from that. Because a lot of times you see people do that and they're like, oh, he's dead. It's like, no, that would hurt like a bitch. That would be dangerous. You bleed out. No, he goes, but eventually he goes, like, and then know. eventually he goes, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, My favorite is when like she's he knows out. his head's about to get exploded. She, well, because like he sees the fucking coil. So you just assume mm, my head's gonna. Well, explode. I think he thought he was gonna get electrocuted. That's what I thought. That's what I thought was gonna happen too. Like well, I saw that, I was like, "Well, really, that's what should have happened." But come on, dude. sure, head explodes for going through it's, the rest of the movie. It's like the Roadrunner's TNT. <laughs> yeah, his head just fucking pops. I and love explodes. I love how before that, when Eugene he just opens the thing and yeah. instead of coming out and help her, he just like taps her on the head. Yeah. She wakes up and he just hands her the fork. Hands her the fork. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a weirdo. But, but like two <laughs> two scenes previous, he was all about helping her and telling her like. Yeah. And I know This is what I know about you. And yeah. Yeah. Dude, but like, imagine if you're like, this oh, movie's all a, fucking, over the a fucking tuning fork. I'm just going to, I'm going to stab him with it. Yeah, that'll do it. And you're like, oh shit, there's something attached to that. That's obviously a thing. And yeah. then you see someone's head explode. Because I feel like. When you do that, maybe you're prepared to be like, I'm going to fucking stab a man through the bottom of like his fucking gullet. That's going to suck, but I'm going to do it right now because that's what I have to do. But you're probably not prepared for And then that person's head is going to explode. I don't think you take a stabbing instrument. Yeah. It's like, this person's head is going to go all over the yeah. kitchen. Yeah, and I like no, how, would, how would not expect that. She spits out a piece of his oh, yeah. facial... <laughs> Just a head, like yeah, a head facial viscera. head, <laughs> and like her mom. There, like, imagine they just saw someone's like head get exploded, and they're just like, "Oh, that fucking sucked." No. Yep, yeah, pretty much. That sucked, mate. <laughs> yeah, Kelly we, Ferraro was just like, "Oh man, oh shit." Can Can we talk about the Beetlejuice scene that was the end of the movie? Yeah, go ahead, talk about it. Oh. Just like, um, what do you mean? Remember when they're they're videotaping yeah. her getting her an, her ankle bracelet off, her anklet? Yeah, her and, fashionable all the technology the, on your ankle. The uh, your ankle. video camera goes out, and she's like, "I just I just charged it last night." Oh, and then she's like, "Eugene, yeah, like and it just cuts." Like he just like 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 Beetlejuice, like they just live like, in the house with them, and they're cool with it. And yeah. Eugene just like changed the battery. Yeah, yeah, like that. That was kind of like oh, that was kind of cheesy, like. So, Bite him downstairs. Let him be part of the family yeah, now. Like well, he doesn't like open spaces, though. Well, he sucks. I feel like, like a little box with wheels. Like to bring him around his mobile command station. Here's your car, station. Eugene. <laughs> it's kind of like a mobile command playset. The, steer, <laughs> the steering around. wheel is like a pot and yeah, a pan. It's a pot yeah. and pan. Um, that or I would just move. Yeah. Eugene, you can have that. Yeah, I felt like this movie didn't really know what it was. Yeah. It was like so many different things. Like it was really I, funny. I like I like the then... idea of it. The initial idea, like, hey, it's a ghost story. Oh, guess what? It's not a ghost. It's somebody just living in the wall. It's a serial killer. It's well before it's a before really like the tone though before it becomes it's someone in the wall, which is creepy. Is the the neighbor next door killed somebody that used to live here? So it becomes like a investigation, yeah. almost like a who done it type of thing. That's the first allusion to Home Alone. 
in this movie where she's she's like looking at him and he's all like creepy looking and then she's like staring him down. Yeah. That's like Kevin. Can we talk too about how much that neighbor looked like the old man from the first Home Alone movie? See? The neighbor? There's a a lot of Oh, the shoveler. Yeah. 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 But, um, no, but like even during all that though, they still thought the house was haunted. Yeah. So it's still like a haunted house well, they, theme. They did, but then I know once, what you're saying like the focus wasn't on that at once, that point. Once Kaylee and uh, almost go over there and start breaking into the house, Edward yeah. James, yeah, Edward, Edward James. James almost go over there and start breaking into the house. I was like, this is no longer a haunted house lick; it's a murder investigation. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like, but it was only for a, a moment. I but think. but at that point, they believe that the neighbor is the one that's putting the teddy bear in the house and like no. sneaking in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that what they thought. What I think they that they thought just, was they thought that he killed the girl. And the girl and was communicating. And it's her ghost. Remember, she went down shit. in the basement and she was it's like, "Not until Amos like, finds but, out." All right, Elizabeth, if you want to talk to me, I'll just say something already. Yeah, it's but not then until what? Amos what finds good is it going to do for them to bust the guy next door? Like the ghost is still going to live to there. To try to bring justice to the person that did that to her. Oh, I felt. I felt like they once they move on to the neighbor, they. Pass up the ghost thing, and they're like, "Kid, the neighbor is fucking with us because he knows we know." I didn't get that. Yeah, I, I, um. but like, I—I I mean, and that all comes down to you know whether or not you believe in ghosts, and that's the whole thing. Like, she's at first like, "No, there's no such thing as ghosts," and then, shit, there could be something. And Amos is like, "There's ghosts." There's totally ghosts. Yeah. Um, that tape recorder scene, t- though, when he's like playing it back, and I'm like, oh shit, there's going to be something on that last little bit. And nope. then she starts talking. He's like, nope. He just puts it away. I was like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> you cheeky bastards. Um, James, so you obviously have a lot of opinions about this movie, but I'm sure you've made a lot of learned observations. What is your. I know you usually try to enlighten us with some knowledge as yeah. to how film works or how. You know, we can get more insight into these movies. What is your killer dissection on this yeah. fucking movie? Killer dissection? Yeah. Those are knives. Knives. Um, pretty simple. Let's discuss the term rack focus. Okay. Because this is yeah. uh, what Hollywood call a industry term. Okay. Racking focus is something that was developed um, around 1941 when Citizen came, Kane came out. <laughs> Citizen, Citizen came. came. <laughs> Citizen Kane came out. I thought like that was out. a different movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Citizen so Kane. Citizen Kane came out and really established uh, the idea of deep focus, which is essentially when you're looking at a you know a movie, yeah. you've got characters in the foreground maybe let's say characters in the foreground and a background uh that is um not you know immediately behind the character but could be at some distance and both are in focus meaning that the background is not is not blurry or the foreground is not blurry okay so both are in focus and this was a new technique in 1940s uh that citizen kane employed called deep focus okay where you could see both at the same time yeah this was new to hollywood uh Fast forward, so then Hollywood, once they have this deep focus, they start playing with which focus they're in at the present time, and they call this racking focus. So if you're in the foreground, 
and you see a character's face in the foreground, very well defined. You're getting a, a, a nice acting moment here. And then uh, oftentimes in horror movies, what you'll see the setup is, is a close-up on a face in the foreground, in focus, background yeah. out of focus, and then we'll rack focus, which means the focus shifts from the foreground to the background, yeah. and something creepy is happening in the yeah. background. We see this in this movie constantly with yes. uh, Kaylee, where you see Kaylee's face in focus, and then it racks focus to the background where we'll see, you know, uh, like the the teddy bear moving yeah, yeah. or something in the closet or the closet door opening. So this is a big thing that's really established in the 40s by Citizen Kane where you have deep focus, where you have a lens that's capable of focusing on both the foreground and the background at the same time. Yeah. Then Hollywood gets clever and says it becomes a very uh, horror, uh, like a uh, well-used convention in horror movies to rack focus from foreground to background or vice versa mm-hmm. in order to uh, creep out the audience. Yeah. So I think this movie is a very good example of oftentimes you'll see Kaylee in the foreground. It'll rack focus to the background and you'll see the cabinet door open. Yeah. Or you'll see the um, uh, stuffed bear move yeah. in the background. And this is a is what I consider a horror convention is that you see this rack focus in order to... Uh, build suspense and and creepiness in the yeah. audience. It kind of gives you that, like the way I could describe it in layman's terms, is it, it gives you that holy shit, that that like oh shit moment where you're doing something and you're like, shit, there's something right behind me, isn't there? Like that we sometimes experience just as people, where you kind of feel like something's looking at you, or or like someone walked up behind you, and then you're like. Something feels off, and then you look behind you, and yeah, you see someone. And the emphasis there. shifts from foreground to background. Exactly, or you're, you're doing your own way. thing, yeah. and then you suddenly become aware of what's behind you. Like if we had to put it in a human experience, that would be that experience, and it, it's worked perfectly in that because you're sitting there at the computer, and then a closet door opens behind you, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And that it's be- just open behind me, you know. It's become true. almost a horror convention. Yeah. This idea of like it's a it's a technique used to create suspense and a fear factor. Awesome, dude! Fucking smarter every time we fucking listen to and, you. Dude. And that's why a lot of people consider Citizen Kane as groundbreaking because it yeah. started See, the development of techniques like that. I knew about the rack focus, but I didn't know about the origins and and all that sort of stuff. There so you that's. Go. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's, it's one way to credit horror movies with the origin of Citizen Kane. Fucking, you know what we should do? Like, once we have enough of these, we should just cut the killer dissection where you talk about terms and techniques and stuff like that and just do, like, a fucking episode <laughs> that's just all of that and be like, Dr. Jurassic Price's one-hour film school. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah, you go. essentially, yeah. Give uh, Robert Rodriguez a run for his yep. money. It'll be like, yeah, yeah, the special features on any any Rodriguez yeah. special features. Yeah, we gotta do some fucking. We got some like dusk till dawn up on here or something like that. Oh, dusk till dawn's good. Yeah. Um. Well, before we wrap up here, guys, because it by by the looks of it, it looks like we're kind of ready to wrap up here. I did kind of want to. I had an observation. So there's the whole house thing, you know. Y- y- where you have Eugene in the walls and he's like watching her and it's like funny and stuff like that. There was that one line where it says, this is the day you left and you and uh, you left and your mom was waiting for you. We all waited for you to come back home. 
So when you when you're looking at these drawings and like all the stuff where he's saying this is when you did this, this is when you did that. Maybe I fucking read into it, whether it was an intentional or not. But I think it's kind of an interesting thought that happens a lot. And that's that Eugene isn't a person, but is just a personification of the house. Because, I mean, he literally lives in the walls. He sees everything that happens. He doesn't really intervene up until the very end. He just sees the shit, you know. And, you know, the fucking old saying, if if walls could talk, right? You know, and, and just shit like that. So, it's, I thought it was kind of interesting to be like, you know, the things, uh, the, the stories that, like, sometimes never get told simply because a person didn't see them, but they occurred. So... There's, you know, other theories out there when it comes to, like, ghosts and shit. Like, uh, there's, um, God, what is that fucking theory called? It's like, stone tape theory. You've heard of it. I mean, come on, you know ghost shit, too. Yeah, I've um, never heard of But, you know, we're, we're just like, the idea that, like, if something happens in an area, the energy, like, stays trapped there, like, you know, in uh. that material there whether it's the walls yeah the, it repeats itself it kind of repeats itself like it's, like it's broken record, like on like, like on a broken tape, record, record. Like a yeah. T- yeah and whether or not you believe you know that i think it's just interesting to think um yeah you, you're fucking driving by a house you're driving by a building and we're just like oh it's just a house or a building but you never know what the fuck is going on in there you know and i and i always think about like twin peaks because like it's a town just like any fucking other but holy shit, the shit that's happening inside those buildings. Yeah. And you would have no idea if you just drove straight through and never stopped there. So something to think about the next time you're driving through a neighborhood and you're like, oh, look at this perfect little neighborhood. You could like, nope, some, some bad shit's going on in there. <laughs> Every has, neighborhood has its story. Every neighborhood has its story. This week on ABC's Every Neighborhood Has Its Story. <laughs> um, there was a man. There was a man. Who lived. In a neighborhood. And he had a story to tell. <laughs> but no one to tell it to until one day a house moved into the neighborhood. A house? Yeah. An entire house moved yeah. into the neighborhood. <laughs> it's a house. It turns it, see, it starts off like a drama and then they turn it into this like sitcom where the house has legs. Like, oh, the house. Oh, you know, shit, Roger. Great show. I just, uh, <laughs> I just uh, moved in. Neighborhood, and I didn't realize that I'm not up to house code. <laughs> I'm not up. To is house Roger code. the one guy that lives in the neighborhood? Yeah, he's the guy yeah. who lives in the neighborhood. Or is, that, is Roger another house? Roger's another house. Oh. Roger's the house that the guy lives in. Yeah. Fuck Roger. Roger has a pool. <laughs> oh, oh shit, Roger! I didn't realize that guy so has a swimming pool. Roger's a little bit more upscale. And, yep. and the new house has a, uh, a bu- has one of those kiddie pools. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Not a kiddie pool, but like like a above ground. Pool. Yeah. Like, like we still kind of nice guys for we, an above ground pool. We call this show Desperate House Lives. <laughs> oh my god, I want to like AMC pick us up. Come on, you know you let's want be, to. Let's be let's be real. It's probably going to be like on IFC. No, but I mean, come on. Yeah, sure. they, or the they had with that El Rey. As channel. long as it's not Spike. <laughs> they had Breaking Bad. They've got Better Call Saul. They've got Walking Dead. They've got all those great shows. You need just a random fucking wild card shit show. Desperate House Lives. Desperate House Lives. What are they desperate for though? Uh, lives. Uh, swimming pools. <laughs> swimming pools. <laughs> swimming pools and to live fences. the upscale house life. Yeah, <laughs> swimming pools, picket fences. <clears throat> um, all right. So overall. But- Oh, go ahead. Someone was talking, and then I interrupted him by my talking. No? 
You have anything maybe, to share with the class maybe here? Maybe it was Eugene. Oh, shit. Fuck. All right. So what did you guys think overall then? Um, Evan. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I thought it was good. I would recommend it because I, I liked it because it was creepy. It was suspenseful. It was funny. Yeah. And I thought it had a cool like little twist, even though it wasn't like amazing. I still thought it was fun. So like okay. I, I, and I know we talked about last week the whole Peter Jackson rumblings. Yeah, like I kind of think it's fine how it is. Yeah, I don't think that they should remake it. Yeah, from, it doesn't need to be. It's not epic enough to be remade. From what I understand, there was um, you know the idea that. Peter Jackson wanted to bring it over and have it released yeah. and distributed here. So he was just going to essentially put his name on there. Peter Jackson presents, you know, or, or fund it or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh, that's all they're, they're going to do. And, and he wanted to just basically say, Hey guys, like let's, I want you guys to distribute it. I'm going to, I'm vouching for it. I'll pay, I'll put up costs and shit like that. He wanted them to do it. And then, uh, the movie studio decided, I think it was universal, uh, decided to consider his offer and say, okay, cool, we'll release it, but we're going to do, we want to do an American version of it. Mm. Um, Which, I don't, I, I thought, yeah. I, I kind of liked that it was foreign. And, and Yeah, no point to remake this. I like, I, I like, I like yeah. the quirkiness of like the New England, yeah. or the New England, <laughs> New Zealand. Zealand. Uh, like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, it was it's different. It well, takes all of the humor is very British and like Australian type yeah. humor. Yeah. yeah. I think what I think that's the main reason for it is I don't I personally don't think they need to remake it. I think I agree with you. I think just distributing it here in the States would be great. But um, unfortunately, I think a a large majority of moviegoers are going to be the type to say the accent's too hard to understand what he said. Crisps. What are crisps? I don't get what that that's that's not funny. Like it's if it's not someone being sarcastic, you know, it's not someone rolling their eyes and making a sarcastic comment, you know, or or double entendres, you know, that's I think when you lose the American audience, especially for comedy. You know, that's where they want it very simple. And that's part of why I think they're doing that and I think it's going to Lessen the movie. I mean, it'd be great if they fucking redo it and it turns out to be better. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Can I give you my take? Yes, absolutely. This movie. Okay, so I was really glad it was on Netflix because I would have been upset to pay for it. I felt like this movie was if George Lucas's Mm -hmm. uh, slow learning younger stepbrother Wanted to make re, saw Shaun of the Dead and wanted to make a funny horror yeah. comedy and said, George, George, please let me borrow some money so that I can make a scary, funny movie. And George is like, Fine, whatever, leave me alone. Yeah, and then he went and made this movie. Okay, why does it have to be slow learning? <laughs> because this movie is not smart, he's it's not, not, he's just a little slow minded. He's slow learning and he's fortunate to have a rich older brother who can fund a movie that is just. Some dude's inclination after watching Shaun of the Dead. I didn't like it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie to watch. I'm not gonna say it was a masterpiece of the highest caliber. No. But I think it was different enough in the horror movie landscape of today, at least compared to American horror cinema. 
um, which I guess can be seen as an unfair comparison. But I, I, I think it was refreshing also because it, let, let's just compare it to its neighbor, the Babadook. Okay, the Babadook is by far, you know, a, I think a far better film just overall for many reasons. But I think they're they're in different leagues. They're they're compared, you know, they can't be compared directly just because with one, you do have the lightheartedness. You do have a Shaun of the Dead style approach to it where there's darkness and blood. You know, um, I, I felt like I the comedy cool. just missed though because of yeah. that. like the like it was supposed to com- be comedic, but I felt myself like trying really hard to understand the jokes and justify them. Mm. And then by the time I wanted to like get on board and laugh, it was back to scary. And I was Maybe. like, Ah, oh, you're confusing me. It's back and forth. Maybe that's where the American version might be a better fit. I do agree that horror and comedy go together well, yeah. but I just feel like this kind of missed it for me. Missed the mark. For I did. I just my emotions didn't come yeah. out in the way that I felt was. This movie was harmonious. This movie wasn't amazing by yeah. any means. It just I'll I'll say that it was fun. Yeah. It was like like I'd be I'd show this to somebody else and be like just watch it. It's this it's fun. Cool it's creative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that like this is an amazing movie. You need to rush out and buy it. Yeah. Or do it you know what I mean? But I don't know. I'd say do yourselves a favor. It's it's on Netflix, so it's yeah. not costing you anything more than what you're paying for your Netflix subscription. Check out Housebound. Yep. You know, it's it's good for, you know, some laughs and also just some interesting, you know, points of view, I think. But all right. Um, all right, all right. Yeah. So you got a person who want who comes to you and says, Chew, Evan. Yeah. I want. I, I just feel like a scary movie tonight, yeah. but something I haven't seen, something yeah. different. What do you recommend? Identity or Housebound? I want to recommend Housebound. What about you, Evan? Oh no, that's a hard one. Uh, if they want something different, I would say Housebound. Well, not different, just something they haven't seen. I feel like a scary movie tonight, but something I haven't seen. What do you recommend? I, f- I would find it very difficult because I, f- I, I, yeah. I felt frustrated with both. Well, they're both scary, quote unquote, but I would say if they want to, if, they, if they're looking in the, I, I would consider housebound. It's a tough one, right? <laughs> I just found myself watching this and being like, I think, "What do I consider a better movie? Like the one the we last last time and this one?" The, I, I the just dialogue couldn't. for me in Housebound is better than it was in Identity, and Identity is all very much like, "Oh, enter person A and person B, conversation is exchanged, and boom." Where Housebound is a little bit more relaxed in their delivery. And it makes it it pulls me into the movie more. I didn't feel like I was in identity. So you enjoy f- you enjoyed it a little more. I think so. Yeah, it's cool. different. Like like I agree with you. Like I feel I think, like I think so too. You're I think I'm, um, I think I'm with you. Guys. You're in. You feel in housebound. Like yeah. you feel like you're in the house. You're, yeah, they you're did experiencing a really good job. Identity. You're you're so involved in like the, plot the mystery. And, yeah, like okay, and I'm like what's going on that. It takes you out of like being in the movie. I don't know. Housebound is like it's bec- funny. Funny how that works, though, right? Yeah. Like I just find that intriguing. Like I, I can't wrap my head fully around it, but it feels like identity might be like more crisp in terms of like filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as far as like your attachment, yeah, I kind of like prefer identity. Is, identity is written a lot better. Yeah. Like 
But for some for some reason, I was more attached to Housebound because I was like, mm, somebody put a little more effort into this. I don't know. Even though it didn't it didn't seem as as like well crafted, I just thought that was an interesting like yeah. I found myself questioning that. Yeah, I thought what I, I was interested yeah. in what you guys thought. Maybe if someone wanted a more straight horror movie with like not like oh, a little twist or whatever, like that's where I would say identity. But if they wanted something like okay, give me something a little different, then I'm gonna go with Housebound. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, all right, viewers, <laughs> viewers, yeah. Um, well, before we go, Listeners. obviously we have to tell you about the next film that we're going to do here. Um, so we've done some newer stuff, and I think we're going to go into the way back machine, or at least way back for in some people's eyes. Uh, we're going to do something a little different, and I'm, I'm going to let Evan talk about it. We've been wanting to do this since like day one, but we've just been like, oh, let's wait, let's I'm, wait. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for it too. So, Evan? Um, we are going to take it away. The classic Suspiria. Suspiria. So, I have not seen it. I'm, I'm stoked you on. Seen it? No, I, I haven't seen it. I'm stoked on, on like strange European horror movies. Let, uh, let's do it. I it's so don't weird. Think I've seen I love it. Yet. I'm a fan of the can Seventh we, Seal. We should all watch it together. We can do that. I'm into that. We just got to not say a single word to each other. That's fine. I'm also into that. I, uh, <laughs> for life. Um, what? Uh, Unless there's a microphone, we don't talk to each other it's, ever. It's, it's directed by Dario Argento, oh. who's done a lot of movies. Dario is a huge influence to probably everybody we've yeah. reviewed since yeah. we started. That's true. Suspiria, I've seen it once, and it was a long time ago. And it's weird. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Oh man! Would you say this film is creepy? A little, okay, on the weird scale. <laughs> but it's right. really, really good. Like the the um, like just the visual effects, yeah. if when, you want to call when them that. Was it sixties, seventies, seventy-seven? I think. Yeah. Hang on, seventy-seven. Yeah, seventy-seven. Okay, cool. So let's let's hop back to the seventies while everyone was. Doing the disco, there were some people making some crazy influential horror films, mm-hmm. and we're gonna check that out. That's different because it was in like, was it like Italy? Italy, yeah, Italia. Italia. But maybe Italy had an influ- influence on America. Mm. Maybe we'll explore that. Yeah, mm. we'll find that out. So, I have something to admit. What? What's what's your admit? Uh, so we play trivia on Monday nights. Yeah, a local yeah. bar. Yeah, I know. Chu I had, yeah. had to miss the last couple of weeks because he's, you know, recording and doing other shit. Yeah. Also, yeah. I've missed all the weeks. <laughs> and just uh, to make that clear, so one of the questions was, um, it was Stephen King wrote a book uh-huh. while in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, in 1977. Yeah. Well, while staying in Boulder, Colorado in yeah. 1977, what book did he write? Okay. Do you have... Are you asking me? Yeah. It is not The Shining. Okay. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. I know. Because the Overlook the, is in... The in, Overlook is in, in Estes Boulder. Park, Colorado. Okay. So I would guess if you oh, were in shit. Boulder... Are you serious? He would Was have... it Maximum Overdrive? No. Oh, okay. No, I, w- I would guess something like Christine, maybe? So we guessed Misery. Okay. Oh, uh, so I think that I think part of the question was that the movie took place where he was writing it. 
Mm. Oh, okay. So we guess Misery. Yeah. Dead Wrong. Uh-huh. The reason I didn't pick The Shining was because I thought The Shining movie came out in the late 70s. 79. Nope, 1980. Okay. I'm pretty close. So it was it probably was, made it in was the Shining. It was the Shining. It was the Shining. Well, that's in. Uh, it's erroneous. It no, because it. He Jack, wouldn't, he Jack Torrance have, lived no, but, in Boulder, but he and, wouldn't have written the book in the hotel. He would have written it somewhere else. He wouldn't have written it while he was staying there. He got the idea when he was staying there. Oh uh, yeah, he stayed there. He got the idea. What a bunch of semantics. Yeah, I was yeah. pissed because I was like, I, that was my first guess. I was like, oh, it's the Shining, but then I was like, ah. But I feel like that movie came out in like 77 or 78. And I don't think that they would make the movie right after the book was made. But the, and then I looked it up afterwards and the movie came out in 1980. It's, yeah, it's the right time frame. But I, I just, be, because maybe I'm maybe I'm too informed because I, I've been to the Over the over the Hotel, Stanley Hotel. It's in Essie's Park. It's not yeah. in Boulder. But I, I see your point. Like he would have stayed in Essie's Park and then would have written the book about his experience afterwards, would which he have, could have been in Boulder. Would he have written it like the next day, though, like or like the next, like the next Steve, place he went. Stephen King, I can tell you because I've had to actually study how he writes. He writes six days a week. Well, doesn't matter if it's published or not. He just does it so that he stays in the habit of writing. Oh, that's man. how. That's why his oh, books are nine hundred pages long. Uh, he writes six man days of a week. His craft, dude. Yep. That's like shit. He lives. He lives in Maine so that he can isolate himself to write. Oh, fuck. No, I, like, honestly, when you read about how he writes and then he suggests being, like, yeah. a writer, I was yeah. like, can't do that. Too That's much dedication, right. bro. No, but, like, I'm really glad that you brought this up to me because it, it really reinforces. I have this fucking repeating event on my calendar. You know what it says every fucking day? Write something. You know what I don't do every day? <laughs> write right, something. Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck it. Tomorrow, I, I think the whole thing is like, well, I don't have any idea. And I don't know where I'm going to go for it. But it's, it's just a matter of like like I've said before, like I've talked with other friends and shit like that. It's about, it doesn't matter what you do with it. It's just write something to write something so you're in the habit of writing. Because yep. then when the idea comes, you can just fucking go with it. Exactly. That's exactly what Did he, he say how long he wrote for every day? Um, I can't. He did, but I can't remember. Like, I can't remember the specifics. A couple of years ago, that I read this like thirty-page article that he wrote. But he wrote every day, six days a week. Sometimes outside, sometimes in his office, and he would like seclude himself from his family for, you know, whatever whatever amount of time it was—an yeah. hour, three hours, four hours, or something—at at least at minimum. Yeah. yeah, and that's just him. Every day, like if he's writing a book, he writes more. Yeah, like yeah. If he's got That's like a, just the his, deal in place. Yeah, his kind of like you know daily exercise. Yeah, essentially. exactly. But his point, his whole point was that get used to writing every day because then you write quicker. You're, yeah. you know, you're on top of how to write. You have a feeling. You have a you voice. All you that don't stuff. spend yeah. your creative time where you're creating, focusing on the actual act of writing. That just happens. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking a, so man. it it makes sense. It's plausible that yeah. he stayed in Essie's Park, had a creepy ghost experience, yeah. then traveled to Boulder, which is only about thirty minutes, yeah. and then started writing about his creepy experience. But honestly, to know that, you have to be yeah. a huge Stephen King fan. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, in it, it make it makes like that was like the most obvious answer. I was like, oh, the shining, yeah. Colorado, whatever. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, but it's, it's not the way. It was How many where? books has he written while he's in Colorado? But it's not. Yeah. It wasn't in Boulder. The and then I was like, was the time frame. Kind of yeah. made it seem like yeah. And then I, I feel like, like and then I felt like a jackass when it was the shining. If it yeah. if it makes you feel better, me being there, we still would have gotten the answer wrong because I was like, well, I don't think he wrote it there. You yeah. Know? I would have done the same shit that you yeah. did. Fucking Ian probably would have been like, no, it's that. You guys are overthinking it. You guys are overthinking it. Here's <laughs> another question. I'll shoot o- you Austin guys. in trivia, you yeah. do overthink doesn't have it, anything yeah. to do with horror movies, but I, yeah, we got it right. But the guy who gave me the answer, I thought was dead wrong. Yeah, but it was name the president. Uh huh. The only president that was born in Kansas. Okay. Uh, fucking, I don't know. Oh, uh, no. Hold on, no, that's different. I, I, it would be picking a name out of a hat for me. Lincoln, Lincoln. But I oh. thought he was born somewhere else. I thought it was Kentucky. Yeah, I thought it was. Oh no, maybe he. No, he, well, he was. Fucking maybe it was Illinois. Kentucky. Maybe I don't know. It was a K. It was a K. Yeah, okay. Name. Maybe okay. it was Kentucky. the Midwest. But it like is insulted. But the guy who was who was, who gave us the answer, he like knows a ton of history stuff, and he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, it's. I think it's Lincoln. It's probably Lincoln. I don't know. I, I'm making <laughs> this up. And I was like, "Was that Manser? Okay. Are you are you sure? Are you was that Manser? No. no. And no. I was like, "Are you like, you're just saying it to say yeah, something? Yeah. I, I would have guessed like uh, Jackson or Johnson, one of those Southernist guys after the Civil War. And then we got it right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Who were like really Southern, but I guess they were like Tennessee and yeah. Well, well, way to go, way to go, Abe. <laughs> awesome. Well, I don't, dude. I don't. Have any fucking killer lines from this movie? You guys have any killer lines? Have any fucking killer lines? There wasn't mm. like anything. No, other than uh, other other than the the stepfather going. Do you want to help me with oh, this? Yeah. That's a- a- and piss off. I'm not your slave. Yeah, piss off. I'm not your fucking personal slave. Yeah. Well. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. We look forward to having you listen to us uh, talk your ears off next time when we talk about Suspiria. And please keep listening because we've never talked to anybody. You're the closest thing to a daughter we've ever had. So please, please let us talk to you just like a normal father to a daughter.